For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at Closer'sCoffee.ca. Really appreciate you taking the time to bend and yeah. chat with me. And that's awesome. I know you guys are super busy all the time. So it's cool for you guys to take the time and, and chat with Our me. Pleasure. For the people out there that don't know who you are, can you give us that uh, quick two-minute intro that is El Patron? <laughs> guys, El Patron from Brooklyn, Mitsubishi, managing partner here. I'm the most social guy in New York right now, probably the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. That is. That is. How'd you start in the business? What was kind of that, uh, that path to where you are now? About, yeah, I've been in business about 15 years. I used to deliver pizzas. Now I'm delivering cars all over the country, selling cars like candy bars. I just fell in love with the car business, man. You know, I was good at it, right? I spoke Spanish. They gave me a shot in the Bronx and I said, I'm going to go and take this thing to the next level. And, you know, now we're here, right? What drove you to uh, cars? Was this something that was early on in your childhood? You just always kind of did cars? Is that something you kind of grew up into? No, it's, you know, when you're young, cars and chicks is pretty much the way it goes. It goes one hand in hand. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I got into them and I started like really learning about cars and just passionate about it. And I was like, you know what? This is my niche. You know, I graduated high school. I was just like, this is it, man. Like I made like 94 grand my first year in sales. So I was hooked after that. It's like the mafia, you know, you can't get out. Yeah, I went to get a little taste for it, 100%. You know, I, I got into the industry very similar. I had a, a buddy of mine in university who was selling cars, and he goes, hey, Jason, why don't you come sell cars with me? I'm like, yeah, okay, I can try that. You know, and, and same thing. At first two, three months, it was just like like a fish in water. And you're right, you start getting those checks, and you're like, oh, snap. Like, got to keep going. My friend from high school, you know, 18-year-old, he's riding around brand-new BMWs, 350Z <laughs> had just come out, new body style. So... I was like, this guy is doing drugs, man. So I was like, listen, I want in. I just want to make sure it's legal, whatever. I said, no, no. He's like, I'm selling cars in the Bronx. And, and that's really how it happened. You know, I said, I'm Spanish. So I got to do, I said, I got to do good because, you know, the Spanish were going to help me. And, and it did big time in a big way. That's right. You, 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 you had a kind of a niche market going right into it, right? So you had yes. some, some opportunity there. You know, it's cool being up here in Canada. Actually, a lot of people can learn from that. You know, uh, where we are being in Toronto, it's a, it's a melting pot of different ethnic backgrounds, right? Yes. So it, it's not uncommon, actually, for a lot of dealerships up here where the staff, you could have up to nine different languages spoken at a dealership. Wow. You know, just simply there's just so many different people that are, that are you know, living here in the Toronto area. So hopefully we'll get you up here soon. Hey, why not? <laughs> um, so so that's how you got started. So tell me a little bit about your first whip. What was what was that? What was that first ride of yours? You know that first one, the one you were trying to the pick up chips with. First car was a Honda CRX. That's Eighteen hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm still trying to buy it today, uh, so I can add it to my collection. Eighteen hundred pounds. It was red with the with the black leather seats. It was an SI. I mean, this thing was hauling ass, man. And that was my little whipper, you know, everywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Fast, fast forwarding, you know, you, you got you got into your love of cars early on. You got your first taste for it. I think a lot, like a lot of us, I'm originally from the States, not from Canada. I've been here in Canada for the last 10 years. So, you know, it, it's a different game down there, right? It is, it is very easy or not, I want to say very easy, but it is a high probability that a salesperson can make a really, really good living down there. It's not uncommon to see six figure incomes when it comes to automotive sales, you know, in that US market, right? Now, fast forward a little bit, you got into some management and just kind of continue to work your way up to it. 
how did the whole Brooklyn Mitsubishi thing start for you? I started as a management. They made me team captain. Then I was a sales manager. They gave me my own little crew. Mm-hmm. And I did really well. So they had opened up a four store. They, they taught me used cars. I became a used car manager. That's how I learned to use cars. And uh, I was pumping out some numbers, man. I was pumping out some numbers. So after that, uh, basically, I had a downfall. I lost it all. I was yeah. at the top of my game. I was running two stores, Toyota and Ford, uh, back in the days. And I was addicted to alcohol, man. So, you know, I was in the whole, that's why I'm writing a book about it. So I was just like, you know, I was just living this life and I'm like, well, why am I doing this? So finally I, I got into an accident and, you know, they had to fire me because of it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I had to like start all over again. I was kind of blackballed from the industry because I was more like, um, like a liability for a dealership. You know what I'm saying? The insurance companies and stuff sure. like that. So I had to start all over again. So, and I did. 2008, when uh, when the recession happened, that's mm-hmm. when I just come home and uh, and somebody gave me a shot at a Kia dealership, and that's how I met the uh, the owners here at uh, at Brooklyn. Um, but uh, you know, I was working at the Queens location. We have four locations, so mm-hmm. basically, I was at the Queens location for the first five years, and um, the last two years I've been here in Brooklyn. Very cool, very cool. Now, when did the self branding? How did that kind of kick in? Was it was it something that just kind of rolled into it, or did you like how did how that start? I went to a conference in uh, 2017, a Les Brown conference. Les and Brown, nice. Speakers, I know Les Brown. <laughs> one, yeah, one of the speakers just came in there and just like rattled everybody, and it just got me like something clicked, you know. And I said, I got to do this social media thing, so. You know, I went to my wife and I said, listen, I, I got to do this social media thing. And she didn't know what it meant. I said, um, I said I'm going to go public. You know, I'm going to just put myself out there. And she was like, listen, as long as no kids come out, I'm cool with it, right? So <laughs> I come back to the owners and I'm like, listen, I'm going to become the, the brand within the brand. Like, well, what does that mean? I said, I'm going to become the face of the dealership. Um, I said, you don't have to pay me any extra or anything like that. I'm just going to go for it. And I said, it might work or it might not. And they said, listen. It's your store, right? Just run it as you want it. So no problem. Uh, I went crazy. I started doing the Facebook Live, and the thing just went viral a bunch yeah. of times. And once I got momentum, you know, and I said, okay, I'm into something here. And I just started, 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 and I had that crazy year in 08. So 2017, you just start making a commitment to just putting content out there, which, you know, for, for a lot of people, that's the hardest step is just the doing part, hitting the red button that and getting started. That is the hardest thing. Yes, <laughs> that is the hardest thing. I do 95% of people don't do on content. So I filmed 98 videos this week. So I do that's about awesome. 100 videos a week. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, you just you just you just got to start. You got to hit that red button, right? And then yeah, and then you then you start developing. So then you start developing. Uh, so at the strategy kind of perspective, you know, have you started to take a look at, at defining out who your audiences are? Because I see that your content is now beginning to vary based on the channels themselves. So your Instagram your Instagram content's a little different than your LinkedIn content. Facebook's yes. a little different as well. So yes. at what point did that kind of that strategy part start to kick in and say we should really start moving? or start creating content specifically for each channel? The analytics, I look at the numbers and I see what, what's working, right? And I, I look at Facebook for what it is, you know, and, and sponsor ads and things like that work. But I also look at the engagement, right? So how am I getting engaged? Like LinkedIn, I feel like, you know, it's more like professional, right? And I see mm-hmm. you doing it too. And then I see you doing your videos, and your, your daily videos. So it all depends on, you know, Obviously, yeah, you put yourself out there, but the message you're trying to deliver, 
Um, and you create that audience because people are not starting to wait for your videos. Like, you know, I, I watch your stuff, right? Yep. So nice. Thank like, you. Okay, what, is, what is El Patron <laughs> going to say right today or this morning? And, and they know that I went out last night with a certain person and they'll see a picture. Um, I'll post a picture, like a follow-up picture. It's kind of like a story. You know, you tell them the story, storytelling, Jason, you know? Yeah, no, no. We're, we're hundred percent storytelling, but you know, I, I think you do even better of trying to um, identify who your audience is and then start to kind of create the story out in perspective yes. to, to those individuals. I post a lot of cars, you know, I post you know, about the experience, come in, come in, come in, whatever I'm offering that day, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it crazy and say, listen, I want to blow out this car and I put it online and you get a lot of hits on it, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Um, who is your audience and, and it, for each department, so each channel? So let's say LinkedIn. Who do you think your audience is on LinkedIn? And how are you kind of creating content specifically for that? Or what kind of content are you I creating think, specifically I think for that? Uh, my LinkedIn connection is more like my automotive people, mm -hmm. right? They want to know what I'm up to, what my challenges are, uh, how am I going to overcome my challenges for the month because they see I'll put a challenge, 400 cars or 200 cars this month, whatever, depending on what the month is. And they see the things that I'm doing for the store. So I think it's more more for for the vendors and more for like the automotive people, right? Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of opportunities out of there. You know, I meet a lot of great people. I saw I met Jason from the Next Sale app, which mm -hmm. he made me the CEO of the company. Um, you know, Black Widow. You see me posting stuff about Black Widow. So I met him at an NDA through LinkedIn as well. I did a video for wow. him, went viral, and everybody came to his booth. So that's how you know he he, he gave me one uh, to have at the store. And, Rims, it was beautiful. So, Facebook, I believe, is more for your marketplace, you know, for your, for your clients, for your customers. Uh, and Instagram as well. Instagram is my personal, personal one that I share everything with the customers. You know, when I'm driving, when I'm in the back of the car, driving home, or yep. I'm reading a book, or I mean, you see, you see me, I'm all over. So, I think that you have to define, like you said, what platform is it's for what, right? Mm -hmm. Some people just go and just blast everything everywhere. I'm more like, you know, is there's certain things that I won't post on LinkedIn, but I will on 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 Instagram. Does that make sense? Yeah, I kind of feel, and and you tell me if you think kind of the same. Is Instagram is kind of a combination of both business and personal. It can kind of float in both directions. I find Facebook to be very personal, or like you said, very consumer centric. And then LinkedIn, yeah, it, it, it's all business. I'm, I'm not going to yep. post, you know, the picture of my Lego kids or my kids with their Legos, you know, um, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn. But on Instagram, I can get away with sharing both business and personal content. And it seems to be totally acceptable and people right. engage with it, right? Yes, yes. So on a Sunday, I will post a picture of my wife on LinkedIn, you know what I mean? Because they'll wait for that picture or they'll they'll, they'll They'll send me a message like, yo, you get to go to church today? Where's the picture? You know what I mean? So like, they'll force me to put it. I'm like, all right, I'll put the picture up. But it's already on Instagram like a couple hours ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So now when a dealership, and like you said, you have to build that brand within the brand. All right. Yes. Look, yes. these conversations are happening at the dealership levels, but unfortunately an idea is only as good as how well we can execute. 100%. So, you know, what advice can you give, I'm thinking to management level, about how to go about and storyboard what the brand within a brand looks like for them? Well, first they have to believe it, right? That the, mm -hmm. the, comes from the top. My dealer principal was a big supporter. And I think that most owners make the mistake of hiring a GM and telling them what to do, how to run the company. And that's not yeah. how it works. Okay, that's not how it works. If I'm coming here because 
you're basically, it's like the TO of the salesman, right? You're sure. supposed to just sit there, be quiet, be next to the customer, let the manager take over the deal. So meanwhile, the salesman just rambling, rambling, rambling. I'm like, dude, you already had your shot. Give me, a, get, let me do my things here. So owners have to understand that if you're giving a GM the opportunity like they did to me, I say, hey, here's the keys, right? Do what you got to do. I said, listen, I'm not doing a social media thing. Okay, you know, we'll support you. We'll do what you got to do. If you think it's going to work. And it worked because I changed the culture of the store. So the store was a very negative store. We changed it to positive. Everything's about, you know, teamwork and effort. So it takes a, a lot for everybody to be on the same page, though. But I'm the most positive guy here at the dealership every day. Yeah. Every day, no matter what. I come in with the energy. And that energy transfers to the salesman, to the customers, to the F&Is. So management got to understand. They got to first understand social media. Okay. Some yep. of them are just old school. And they just don't want to believe it. But social media is here. It's a necessary evil. you got to have it. If you don't have it on your dealership and you're not proactive on it, you're losing big time. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're lucky I'm not in Canada because, you know, I'll be eating everybody's lunch over there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's, that's a good probability, you know. Absolutely. Hey, I'm just saying, um, guys, reach out to me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> But but no, you're you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, right? It, it, the buy-in comes from the top down, and you know, in your case, the brand that is that energy and that excitement, that passion you have about the cars and the people, that is kind of what the cornerstones of Brooklyn Mitsubishi kind of ended up becoming. So, yeah. it, it, it's it's your approach to the brand, like I said, to that that passion and those customers that overflows and kind of dictates out what the day-to-day operations are, right? So Correct. I think a lot of people get into a brand and they don't necessarily know exactly what direction or, or what the ROI or the benefit of building that brand is, yeah. but your energy and your commitment and passion to those customers doesn't just stop with you. That's not contained in, in you yourself. It overflows into all of your staff, your salespeople, your F&I managers, you know, yep. uh, your service managers, your parts manager, it overflows into that. And then it really kind of starts becoming a culture, right? Like as yep. everyone else starts to kind of build into that. Did yep. you see that kind of start to build out? Like you started to do this yourself. Yep. I'm sure in the beginning, some people were like, what the is he doing right now? Yep. 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 <laughs> when did you see that start to kind of expand out to everybody else and that was working underneath you and side by side with you? I was taking classes and, and I was, I would go to YouTube and watch videos about culture um, of how to engage. How do you get your guys to be on the same page as you? And, and that's why I went viral, right? Because I had 25 salesmen sharing my stuff. So when I posted, it was 25 times. Yes. You know, going out like crazy. So I was reaching like hundreds of thousands of people. So they're like, who is this guy, Patron, just showing everywhere? My videos were just popping up everywhere. And that's why a lot of things went viral. And then I created my YouTube channel, and my YouTube channel was the same thing. Um, they're like, this guy is everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So now people's like, engaged. Who is this guy? You know, the flashiness and, and the, 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 the glasses is my logo, right? So that's why I wear the sunglasses all the time. So... <laughs> Now they're used to seeing me, you know what I'm saying? So, and the salesman kind of like, okay, yeah, that, that's just the way this, the company runs, right? So now they're making content. So the guy comes in with the camera, um, we got to make videos together or they want to do it on their own. So I create their own little characters for them. We give them their own name and they run with that. Yep. Because people want to be entertained nowadays, Jason, bottom line. There's no more, ne- you know, the Netflix of the world, um, pretty much, you know, your, your TV is right here, right? Yeah, distribution is in our pocket. Yep. Yeah. So people want to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? You give them a good experience and they're going to buy the car. So we're doing a lot of that thing over here. 
Well, I, I find you guys are doing uh, not only entertaining, but you're also educating. And, and I find within content, if dealerships can both educate and entertain uh, consumers, then it's, it's a win-win when those two kind of interline with each other. Because, I mean, man, how many walk-around videos have you seen out there that were just total garbage? Like yeah. they just regurgitated whatever the hell the, the yeah. brochure said or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see your guys regurgitating what the brochure says. All right, yeah. you're putting it's, – it's their thoughts, their opinions, their flair – on whatever that car is, right? So Correct. it's both entertainment and education. Now, it, what's really cool is I, I was just, uh, I just collaborated on an article that was written up here in one of the automotive uh, Canadian um, journals, and it had to do a lot with hiring and who we're hiring and how we're hiring. And it, 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 you've, you've kind of already done this, is that what you have is, like you said, the Power 25. You don't have just one brand, it's the collective effort of all these little micro brands in and but supporting and you know helping each other is really blows this whole thing up. And that's really the only way that that is gonna work, right? Everybody has to buy into it. Yeah. And you know, the app, my app does that. It allows you to personalize the brand yourself. It allows you to create content, to send thank you videos to customers, to think a little outside the box. Um, we're the only Mitsubishi dealership in the United States that have twelve hundred reviews. I checked all of them. So, and I did that in like nine, like four months. Like we were just going hard at it. You know what I'm saying? Selling average 350 cars. So every month we were getting crazy reviews. The app does that. That's just part of it. So when you create that culture and right now we're running at a hundred percent of the app. So that's the way that we do business here. So there's no other way. I'm all about accountability. So if I'm going to do, if I'm going to actually do X, you're going to do X. If you ask me, I'm, I'm they're accountable to me and I'm accountable to them. It works the same way. But it has to come from the top. If the if the GM doesn't buy into it, the guys are not going to do it. And it's that it's a collective effort that really makes this big. I mean, look, you were doing well on your own as a brand, but it's the collectiveness when everyone started to get together and really, you know, playing as a team that just the whole the numbers thing up. move, man. The numbers go right? crazy. The numbers, yeah, the numbers go crazy. Of course. So what are some of the other brands within the dealership that you have? You have yourself, obviously. What are yeah, some of the other yeah. what, what are some of the other brands that maybe I'm not aware of that you know some of the guys listening or watching might want to yeah, check it's out? Okay. Uh, we have we'll have Cookie. With, uh, it's, his name is Mark. He makes he makes funny jokes. <laughs> okay, uh, I like Cookie. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we have Cookie. We have Mike Cargaro. That's a Jamaican guy that he he loves hip hop, right? And he likes to like rap and things like that. So what I tell them is, I say, look, um, tell the world your passion. If you're passionate about pets, talk about pets. You know what I mean? You, you can relate to people with cats. Like we have our own mascot here. You know, we have our own cat here. And, <laughs> people, and we make content with them, you know. So we always try to, you know, we, we always try to, to create funny videos. We always try to, to, to encourage them that. Be yourself, be who you are, and people will relate to that. There's always going to find some way to relate to them because, you know, it's bad enough that they got to spend all these hours over here, right? So yep. I said, listen, make it productive, make it fun. I want to make it a fun environment. I don't want people to be like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying, right? No, and the cool thing is, you know, with Cookie and the jokes and, you know, and the rapping and what you're doing is – there are only so many people in market for a vehicle at any given moment. And right. you know, that's, that's as dealerships, we're all attacking the exact same audience, people that are actively pursuing a vehicle. Right. Right. Uh, 
the thing is, bottom line is there's just not enough people in a lot of cases actually pursuing a vehicle for us to fill our funnel. What right. you guys have done is you guys have actually creating, creating additional audiences that never existed in the first place through providing content that is both entertaining and educating in different areas, right? Yes. Like the, the, was it Jamaican rapping? Is that, is that what yeah. it is? Okay, yeah. okay, cool. I mean, that's that's an audience in itself, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the cookie dough, the jokes and stuff like that's another audience. Yeah. It's not just about the cars. So, but that's what he. That's his. That's that's their living. That's how they. That's how they make their living. So you know, it's yeah. like you can consume, enjoy my jokes, enjoy my rapping. But hey, you know. This is how I make my living. I sell cars. I can still sell you a car, exactly. Exactly, exactly. So you dig, you dig this stuff. You can still hit me up when you're, when you and your family. So, do you find that's happening a lot? It's a lot of the traffic you're coming in is kind of this referring traffic from people that have been following these these other individuals. Yeah, my number one, uh, my number one is Facebook right now, and and Instagram. Instagram is three hundred ninety six percent this month. Wow. As far as you know, back channeling the links. Uh, from how many customers are going through because I manage all the sites. I manage, you know, the social media for sales, for service, for mm-hmm. parts. So I'm, I'm, you know, I have like nine different accounts on my phone that I manage on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Just, just posting, you know, posting, posting, posting. I'm a nut, man. I'm crazy. Well, and, and speaking of posting, look, a lot of dealerships out there are doing social media entirely wrong. Right. I, I can't tell you how many, you know, social media dealership accounts I go to. And they're literally the most non-social people I've actually ever met. Right. <laughs> I know. It, it, you know, well, all the content is just $350 biweekly and here's a car and here's another car and here's another car. And, and, and even if they do get some engagement, then like nobody responds. No one's like, they're just posting crap for the sake of posting crap. Yeah. But that's not how the way you guys are rolling. I mean, you guys nope. are putting out content that educates and entertains, but then that earns you the right to throw in those three fifty or those two hundred fifty dollars. You know, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. your exactly. entire feed is not nothing but just an ad mat, right? It's yep. content, nope. content, 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 and then the occasional ad mat you throw in there when you guys are doing your promos and specials, and that's cool, right? It's totally yeah. fair. Um, yeah. But the, I think the key thing here is that you guys are actually engaging. You guys respond to yes. everybody. Yes, we do. Like, <laughs> I know social media is not like, it's not rocket science, but I mean, how many dealerships, you see this all the time. They don't fucking respond. They really don't. It's necessary evil. I believe that, you know, you've got to be able to communicate with them the way they want to be communicated, you know, with the millennials nowadays, if they want to, you know, and I say all the time, if they, if they respond to a car, instant messaging, I want my BDC to call them back instant messaging. I don't want you to email them. I want you mm-hmm. to, you know, if they, if they reach out through Instagram, I reach out to them on Instagram because that's, ah, they that's important. Very important because Very most important. of us will be like, Oh, give me your email. I'll email your information. No, they don't want you to email them. They might be on yeah. their desk at work and they can go on Instagram and just, you know what I'm saying? They might not have access to their email or whatever, or they don't want to be bothered on their emails because they're millennials. They're all about social media or Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have my Snapchat too. So some people reach out to me on Snapchat because I post a car or whatever. And I go back and forth and we tag back and forth on Snapchat. 
I think it's that's really, that, that's a very, very important key takeaway that I think a lot of people can grab from right now. And if, if, if there's, if there's anything you can take away from this, that in itself can be incredibly ROI positive is yeah. that it, you know, is that look at these, the, the source of these leads and respond appropriately to them. You know, yeah. I, you're hundred percent right. I got a lot, I got a lot of people right now that are getting these uh, on Facebook marketplace. So they're getting these messenger, you know, kind of conversations come in, but they're feeding them through their CRM system and then trying to communicate back to them via email. And then everyone, they're telling me like, these ain't freaking working. It's like, but that's not how they engaged with you in the first freaking place. Correct. <laughs> why would you email them? They want to be on Facebook, so they're instant messengers. That's why they want to be communicated. Is email kind of a weird thing that we're even asking for anymore? I mean, who actually communicates? I was thinking of that, about all of our websites, and I think I saw, was it Brian Pash, I think maybe posted something recently as well about this, right? Yeah. It was like, you know, all these forms on our websites are constantly asking for email addresses. But yep. who, I don't, I don't communicate via email. I, it's a, Me I hate I, reading my emails, bro. I do. I like, have to, but I, you know, but I hate it. I, I use it for maybe transferring files back and forth, but for the most part, I don't want to communicate that way. It's like hit me up on messenger or text message or DM me or something along that lines. Right. And, and this is what I tell my guys, right? I have 10,600 emails, right? I have zero <laughs> unread text messages. So statistics says 98% of consumers will, will read a text message. Regardless of, you know, because it's not evasive, you're not really bothering them, right? So yeah. It's very simple. You can just answer yes or no. So an email, like, good luck, you know what I'm saying? So I'm also, my store is textable. So my main line, my girls, you know, anyone in BDC can text the customer to the main numbers to the store. A lot of people are not, are not doing that. Yeah, no, 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 100%, right? It, it, we're, but that's also where we're doing things uh, for ourselves and not necessarily for for our customers, right? It's, it's this self-centered approach that we take to our marketing efforts and our operations that we're trying to force customers into our process, not necessarily creating a process like you guys have that yeah. is actually designed for the customer. And look, we, we know if you do it for the customer, you're the one that always ends up winning. Correct. <laughs> Get them here. You know, so, so being able to offer to the customers to communicate in the way that they want to communicate all right, just opens up even more opportunities for you guys. And just, uh, it shows, it supports your brand as far as being customer centric. Right. Have, have you started to see that in, look, your brand is kind of built on, and you tell me if I'm right on this, you know, energy and really kind of customer centric and passion. Those kind of be some, would, is that a good way to do that? Is there anything I'm missing? Yes, very good way. So is it safe to say that because those cornerstones are your brand that, a lot of the operational processes that you developed are supported because of those cornerstones. That's how they pretty came much, up. pretty much. So pretty much. So that's where we have to start. That's where these dealerships have to start, and management has to start at management level, right? Like you guys got to have this conversation. They can, they can contact me, and I, I'll do it for them. <laughs> you got to pay me a lot of money. That's right. But but with that said, though, there's a huge return on that investment, and yeah, I right. actually I don't disagree with you by any means there. That if they don't feel like they can sit down and really define out what their brand is and what those cornerstones are, then how to develop out strategies to, you know, really support the marketing efforts of those, they need to hire someone. Straight up. Because they're not going to do it. They're not going to be consistent like you are, right? You put your business yeah. every day. They're not going to do it. They're not going to follow through. I followed through. I have my own media company that can do it. So you get what I'm saying? But I'm the guy that's relentless to say, you got to put it out there. You got to put the content. You know, we post a certain amount of time every time. Sometimes strategically, sometimes it's just 
you know, a testimony from a customer. Like somebody came from California today, you know, flew into <laughs> California to pick up a car. So yeah, that's that's a video I want to throw up there because it's it's valid. It's very valid, right? Very from powerful. California, and that's a hell of a trip, man. Yeah, I mean, flew in and he's driving back to Cali. <laughs> I mean, that's he passed thousands, tens of thousands of dealerships to get to you. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. What was he picking up? Do you mind if I ask? Uh, 2018 Land Rover Discovery, hundred thousand dollar vehicle. I mean, I I own it right. Um, we treated them like right gloves over the phone. We did the deals. You know, I'm doing the whole Carvana thing, so yeah. I'm going. I'm going after Carvana, man. I don't care if they if they hear it, <laughs> but I'm going after them. All right, Carvana, if you're listening right now, you better watch out. El Patron is the on Amazon. his way. <laughs> El Patron, Amazon style. <laughs> is that going to be the next? Is it be the next website we're going to see? Is El Patron, oh, Amazon. Yeah, I'm already working on it. <laughs> How about El Patron Direct? Can we do? Can we do just like El Patron that. Direct? <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> directly to you. That's it. <laughs> you got to deliver these things with like some sick swag bags or something like that, you know? Hell Just yeah. Like, oh, totally. I would actually love to see like a Christmas sweater with your face on it, a little Santa Claus you know, hat. That would be – that. Uh, if you decide to make one of those, send, me, send one my way. I'm working um, on my clothing line, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We actually just uh, – we just launched uh, some merchandising stuff. It, it's us just having fun right now, but it's it, right now it's just – uh, we have a, a t-shirts and coffee mugs and then our coffee. We have our beer club. Unfortunately, I can't send that across the border. Otherwise, I would totally send you some. Um, mm. But, you know, it, it's just us having fun, putting the merchandise out there just supports the brand. And then just everything is just, it's just for nonprofit. So it's just us okay. having since we got a lot of graphic designers sitting here. They all want to have some fun. So it's something that we just started doing. Um, okay, so that's with management. And like you said, everything starts at the top. Now, let's yeah. kind of work our way a little farther down to those salespeople out there that are listening to this podcast right now. You know, what are those, let's say, three three pointers that you can give them or three tips that you can give them to say, like, here's how you get started, man. I mean, listen, put yourself out there first, right? Press record. Don't worry what you sound like. Don't worry if you get any likes. Don't worry if you get any views. I used to get zero views, okay? I used to get zero likes, like zero <laughs> for a long, long time. And sometimes it was discouraging. Don't get me wrong. But I said, I'm just going to keep doing it. That one hit, you're going to go viral. And after that, it's just... It gets a hook and everybody just wants to watch you after that. So then, then you realize that you get in that, that, that engagement, then you, then you get momentum and you just keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. I mean, you see my views right now. I get thousands, 11,000, 12,000 views on Instagram. So my, my stuff goes viral all the time because it's either a funny video, is it a, a blooper? You know, I do bloopers now and things <laughs> yep, like that. Yeah, I saw that. So they definitely got to get, um, don't be afraid of the camera. I used to be one. Now I just ramble like nothing. You know, and, and I even told you, don't don't be scared to go live. Um, I go live at least once a day. So yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, it all depends. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, that car, that trade-in that comes in, customers not going to search your name of the dealership to find out they have that car. You have to put it in their face while they're having lunch, while they're having coffee, while they're sitting in their bed. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that's why I post all the cars that come in here, either on a trading or brand new inventory we just got. So when they scroll in down, because 85% of them on their phone, and they see that nice Evolution last final edition that I just got, that nobody has it in the country, like, oh, shit, Brooklyn Mitsubishi has an Evo. Boom, they click, convert it, they come to the dealership, they come and get it. How? Because Instagram put it in their face. That's what social media does. Um, and the last thing, man, consistency. Everybody wants to do it, but they don't, they don't got the balls to do it every day. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm out there every day. 
right? Content, content, content. That's what it, that's what it is. The battle of the content. Even our own president, we can't catch up with him because he has so much shit coming out everywhere. No, it's true. It's true. Every I mean, day. it's a perfect example. I mean, it's the but it's all it's all down to the routine, crazy. you know. And, and I can I can see why this was a little on the natural side for you. How you kind of cling to it? I mean, uh, hey, dude, love what you're doing right now. Getting your health, getting get into shape. I'm yeah. trying to start doing it myself. I know. Look, I. Been in the car business, we know how it is, man. Like it's super yeah. easy to get, you know. I was there, man. Burger and fries, dude. Burger and fries, right? Yeah. <laughs> the burger I and fries died. I was almost two ninety eight, Jason. Two ninety eight. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's but but it's through that routine. It, it's yes. it's you know creating your content. The routine of constantly creating that content is no different than going to the gym. Really and is. you know, I mean, I guess I can kind of call. We'll, we'll call you El Patron, the personal trainer of social media, um, right? Because, I mean, that's what you kind of have to be. You, get, you have to take the approach of a personal trainer to really get your staff to create that. You know, you have to yes. first develop out what those efforts are and then coach them and really right. coach them to continue to do it. And you got to push them a little bit sometimes. Yeah, and it's so going to be a little painful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's – I'm sure there's times that you you go on live, and I've seen it that you just yep. really feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. But you're I gonna do it. it. I do it, you know. And, and, and at the end of the day, it, it's it's like a muscle, right? Once you start doing it every day, it just becomes second nature, you know. So I do certain rituals, like I'm I'm posting at five in the morning when I go to the gym, and at eleven, twelve o'clock at night when I'm when I'm getting home. You, yep. you know what I mean? So the, you get the whole twenty four hours every day. And when I don't post one day, people start calling like, yo, what's wrong? What happened today? Because <laughs> no, well, you've, cre- you've created this brand of just always uh, you know, working your face off and creating that brand that you're just always there for the customer and that you're always going to be pushing it to the next level. Yep. So, you know, yep. and through the social media, you get to show that. Um, as far as what sales people should be putting out there as far as content, I mean, I, I, I always hate to tell them just go out and make content because then they'll end up reading a brochure and right. <laughs> just regurgitating whatever that brochure because says. Because you know what it is? They, they want it scripted. And that's what people, yeah. I don't like cookie cutter stuff. I like no. authenticity. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I have clients that relate to me because of my kids, because I put my daughters in there or my daughters came for St. Patty's Day and, you know, we did a video together uh, making some stuff for, for the for the for the customer's kids, right? So like they relate to that. They're like, oh man, this guy, you know what I mean? So just be yourself and put yourself out there, um, whatever you're passionate about. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people that's going to relate to you. You'd be surprised how many people, how many lives you can touch, man. I'm telling you, it's just powerful, very powerful stuff. And I agree with you. The content that we got to put out there has to be content that you're passionate about. You know, I had, yes. a, I had a gentleman the other day at a, at a, at a dealership that <laughs> and I had no idea about this, but it was a hardcore Air Jordan collector, like, like wow. real collector, like. 67 yeah. pairs of stuff that he'll never actually physically put on his feet. Yeah, like, it's just, a lot of money. You know, and it's a lot of money. But now he's putting out content talking about that. He's identified yeah. that little niche market, and now he's kind of created he's created this audience and starting to yeah. jam, right? Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Find out what – you have to identify what you're passionate about, and that's what you talk about. I you like know, you, shoes, but not those kind of shoes. <laughs> what are you wearing? What kind of shoes do you like? My shoe game is crazy, bro. Yeah, I like Louis and you know, yeah, <laughs> stuff like uh, that. All right, well, we're still doing this. See, uh, 
spicy. Got, I like these. I go orange. I go orange. Well, I'm about to knock everything oh, over. The tie. Oh, dude, it matches the tie. It matches it. It also matches the car, by the way. Um, <laughs> I got that wrapped in orange as well. Uh, but hey, it's always always on brand, right? You're always on point. Yeah, good you know. It's, business, <laughs> I like it. Your, your, your video is always orange. That's how I know. It's, it, it, that's you know what? It's, it's people don't remember my name. They remember the orange. Actually, sometimes yep. that's like the case. All There's right, another hey. orange guy out here. You know, right? Yeah. Who, who's the other orange guy? Huh? There's a few of us out there. Yeah. There's um, Sean Bradley. His name is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the big red, big, He's big, big orange tie. You know what's yeah. funny? We've actually been. I've actually gotten mixed up with him. Really? I actually had someone call me Sean once. And I'm like, shot. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, I'm like, and, and then I had to look him up. I'm like, we look nothing alike, <laughs> but like cool nothing dude. alike. Um, cool but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it must be the orange tie. So, but that's, but you're right. It's creating that, it's creating that, uh, that brand and always staying on point with it. Right. Yes, sir. Hey man, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to jam with me today. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, you know, you know, I guess we'll just kind of recap this real quick. Um, what would you say to the managers first and then the salespeople, you know, as far as really kind of creating that band, if you just kind of recap what we talked about real fast. Managers, just, you know, encourage you guys, be positive, right? You can't expect them to sell 20 cars on a Saturday um, when you're done beating them up in the meeting. It's just not going to happen. I would never allow that to happen. I would never be negative on a, on a, on a Saturday meeting and then say, okay, let's go out there and sell 20 cars. That just doesn't work for me. So try not to be as negative on a Saturday uh, when you need to address things, it's time and in uh, a place, right? But now on the Saturday meeting, um, and just encourage you guys. Most of these guys, they just need guidance. They want to just be encouraged, not put down. You know, I don't like to put down my guys. I like to encourage them. Hey, let's make this deal. What, what, what do we need? And I get involved because you know why? I was on the floor, man, and I know the feeling. I yeah. know the feeling. So, and some GMs just don't they forget about that. Just because you got the position doesn't mean that. You know what I'm saying? You want to motivate people to be like you. And I always tell them, listen, if you're not trying to get into my position, then you're doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? You should be able to get to my level, right? So you can make, uh, so you can get to financial freedom. Um, so really spend that time in coaching and developing out your staff. Yes. That's, that's huge uh, for us here. Um, the negativity part, I block it out. Like I said to you, it doesn't work for us here and we just don't allow it. Um, and for the salespeople, just don't be afraid to put it out there. Listen, if, if, if I give them the content, right, every day, I push it out through my app and I see them posting, I see them getting engaged, I give them, you know, tips on how to hashtag certain certain dealers, certain customers, certain areas, and now they now they get a little they get a little rhythm going and they cut a customer, right, coming from Instagram or coming from Facebook, they're like, yo, that's from Facebook, it really works. So once they get that momentum going, they're not going to want to stop because, you know, social media is a little addicted too. <laughs> that's true. That's very, very true. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, for, uh, for people that haven't connected with you, and I don't think there's a lot out there that have not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what, what's the best way for someone to connect with you? Uh, the best way, uh, we hit a million followers uh, combined in November. Um, I would say social media. Okay. Where, where would yes. you like people to go? What's the channel? Let's we'll Instagram use this opportunity. Or, link, right. or LinkedIn. And it's Instagram Help Patron at both? Is that what it's at? All the across the board. All across, All across the board. The board. That's, everything that's... is El Patron. Branding is to the, the glasses is El Patron. So everything. <laughs> Come on, Jay. I know. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Same with me. It's everything is strategy with Jason. Literally everywhere you go. So that's that's awesome. So and hey, let's do let's do a little shameless plug opportunity. What can you tell me about the uh, conference you got going on this year? 
All right, so 2018, we did it uh, based, it was more on personal branding. Uh, it was just automotive. This year, um, I think we're going to do it overall, you know, because a lot of people are pretty much in the space, like you said, like social media, right? So it's yep. necessary. You, you kind of need it for your business. Um, you got to have it no matter what. You got to put yourself out there and put your product out there. So it's going to be a game changer, but it might not be just automotive. There might be a lot of people because um, we're looking to get like a thousand people this time. So if I can get some Canadian friends out here. We'll make oh, sure you can count there. me in. I'm totally there. 100%. I'll be, I'll, I'll, to, I'll, be, I'll be front row. I might even have oh. to <laughs> Hey, you let me know, man. I'm always in. Otherwise, I will be front row heckling you like crazy. No problem. I will cool. Cool. No problem. Hey, 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 Ultron, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on, coming on of today. Of course, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Keep the videos coming and, uh, you know, let's just have a, 29, have a rock in 2019, man. Awesome, dude. Will do. Thank you. You're very welcome, Jason. All right. Bye. Have a great day, man.